Hey y'all, how we doing? Shout out to Bear Nation for tuning in for another episode of The Bear Necessities of Entrepreneurship, a podcast for the entrepreneur-minded, created by entrepreneurs, discussing the real stories that give you the tools to overcome challenges and stay true to your real self. As always, I want to give a shout out to our partners over at Finn. Finn is a social good platform that creates employee engagement and builds culture. We've teamed up with Finn to give back to the communities that we serve. For every episode, we will be donating $10 to the cause of choosing by our guest in the Finn platform. Enjoy today's episode. Hi, y'all. How are we doing? We are back again for another episode of the Bare Necessities of Entrepreneurship podcast. And um, first off, I want to say I know that... Uh, if you're listening to this, it's post Christmas, but we're recording this on Christmas Day. So Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Uh, we hope you all have a wonderful and happy new year coming up. As we end the end of the year here, I wanted to bring on um, and talk about a few things around motivation and leadership. And so as I thought about doing a solo episode, I thought, what better way to end the year uh, and, and share, then share with Bear Nation, my twin brother, and bring him on and have a conversation on motivation. So today we're going to be talking with my twin brother, Ryan Napoli, who is the Director of Sport Performance for Southeast Missouri State University. So those that are actually watching the video, hence we are twinning today with the SEMO rep. Ryan, say hello to Bear Nation for me. What's going on, guys? Um, like you said, I'm uh, his twin brother. I'm the beard bear. That's the grizzly bear. Um, happy to be with you guys today, and Merry Christmas to everybody listening, and, and hope you guys have a wonderful holiday season. Yeah, so for those that have listened, if you haven't listened to episode one, go back, and, and uh, there's a story of how my logo, Rise Up, became the bear, where the nicknames came from. Uh, it was kind of a collection of things between uh, the two of us, and our grandfather uh, being called Papa Bear is a nickname. So um, that's where it all came from. And, you know, we like to play video games every now and then. Um, <laughs> our wives might say we play too much. Uh, but my bearded, my tag is Grizzly Bear is this uh, bearded bear. So those nicknames have stuck and, and, and gone a long way. So first off, Bear Nation, thank you for tuning in. This is, I think, episode like 37 38. Uh, I've been listened to in over 47 countries. So from everyone listening from around the world, thank you from the bottom of my heart. It means a lot to me. And I'm excited to share more content in 2022. And 2022 is going to look a lot of the same, but a little bit different. Uh, we're going to be bringing in a lot of ecosystem players and talking about the support that entrepreneurs get um, from the ecosystem and we're also going to talk to plenty of entrepreneurs about their journey, but we're going to start diving into other topics around uh, professional and personal development uh, as well. So I'm excited to bring that content in 2022. I'm excited for um, more opportunities to, to learn from you all and talk to you all and share with you all. So if you have any great ideas, please shoot me a note. You know how to get a hold of me. Uh, leave us a review on Apple, and that's super important for us. Don't forget uh, the book launches on January 18th, The Social Soul. Amazon and Barnes and Noble, get your copy and uh, take a look and let me know what you think. One of the things across 2021 that I talked a lot about is, and we've heard it a lot, it, it was brought up on everybody's social, is imposter syndrome. 
And I think all of us out there listening, all of us in our lives at some point go through imposter syndrome. We deal with it in different ways. In fact, I still have fucking dealt with it, right? In, in different ways. Uh, I know that I'm meant to be there. And that's the way you have to think about imposter syndrome is that you have to know that there's always somebody looking up to you. You have to work through that. And I had a lot of questions about imposter syndrome and how I deal with it. But we're going to talk about that. I'm going to kick it over to you, Ryan. So Ryan works with, what, 18 to 24-year-olds on a regular basis, 23 college college athletes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, in the professional strength and conditioning field. And a lot of these athletes, you know, some of them go off to play in the NFL and MLB and things like that. Many of them don't. You know, mm-hmm. they have to prepare for life after college. And I'm sure we see this a lot with athletes on imposter syndrome and I'm wondering, who are they afterwards? So how how do you view imposter syndrome and how do you see it play out, especially with the youth? And the idea behind this is thinking about the youth of tomorrow, the college kids that are going to be coming out into this world. What do you see on a regular basis in your job and how do you view imposter syndrome in your setting? You know, a lot of it, and that's kind of a tough thing to deal with. And, and when they graduate, it's what's next. Um College athletes, especially at the Division One level, but really we were D three athletes, and we had the same problem after college. Um, your identity is so wrapped up in being a college athlete, and it's like, what do we do now? And you don't have competition, and, and you don't have repetition, you don't have consistency in your schedule in your daily life. It's like, okay, six a.m. we have weights, and then we eat breakfast, and we have class, and so it causes a lot of confusion, and it causes a lot of these young kids coming out of college to be just challenged. There's, I don't even know what to do with myself, mm-hmm. what to do with my time. And so then you get really caught up and lost in what purpose is mm-hmm. and where you're trying to go and remembering, well, what you went to school for in the first place and yeah. what did you want to do? And so that's really the biggest question I get from those guys is, man, life after college is not what I thought yeah. it was and where do we go next? Yeah, and I think... Well, when we think about that, just from a, take a step back, not just athletes, but everyone in general, we get wrapped up in, a lot of times when a positive hits, we get wrapped up in our title at work and who people think we are or who we think we are. And we forget to realize that we're so much more than that. Mm-hmm. And we have to develop and, and, and we can change our way of thinking. We can change what we believe in. We can change our, our, our role. We can change our job. We can do all these things. And I always say this all the time, your journey is impressive because it's yours and no one else is walking the same path. And so you can't compare yourself um, to others all the time. And that's a way to step back and think about it. And thinking about this audience, we have a lot of you know entrepreneurs and wannabe entrepreneurs and millennials and Gen Z listening in. And I think we all struggle with that. And we think about not only our imposterism, but taking a step back is where... Collectively, can we think about creating opportunity for us to take on imposter syndrome, right? And how do we look that yeah. in the mirror? And I know you talk about this a lot to your, your athletes of, yeah. of looking in the mirror. So talk a little bit about how to kind of confront that. And, and I know you've had your own yeah. issues with <laughs> imposter syndrome and body image and wrestling and yeah. a lot of that stuff. So maybe you want to share a little bit of your background and talk about how kind of looking in the mirror helps and, and how you kind of message that to uh, you know, future, uh, future leaders. Yeah. So, 
and you know, for those of you who don't know, and my story is long. I'll try to keep it brief, so uh, so big man over here doesn't uh, get too <laughs> upset. But uh, Division three college wrestling. Um, you know, when you're a college wrestler, you are have to have certain I don't know personas about you, and and so. At the time, I was a 171 pounder, um, cutting weight, and, and uh, was bulimic in my sophomore year of college, um, and it hit it from a lot of people, and then had to kind of overcome that, and then grow from that, and then I get to college. Um, I always wanted to be Division One college uh, football strength coach, and and worked really hard to get there. And every day was a struggle because you're trying to climb the ladder, and, and college coaching is. A little cutthroat, and it's it's a it's a tough business to be mm-hmm. in. Um, at the end of the day, my job is predicated on eighteen to twenty two, twenty three year olds winning football games. If they're not winning, I get looked at and said, well, "What's going on? You know, why are we why are we healthy? Why are we hurt?" And so then you're kind of looking around like, "Well, this guy over here, that guy over here, this coach, her, him, whatever." And so there's been multiple times in my life where you have you know had to look in the mirror and say. This is who I am. Mm-hmm. And this is what I tell my athletes. When you graduate college, you are so much more than just a Division One football player or women's basketball player or gymnastics or baseball player. You are a unique individual, and you just have to find the next challenge. Mm-hmm. Your whole last four or five years was singularly focused, and you knew exactly what that goal and objective was because it was laid out to you mm-hmm. by someone else. And so the, the root of the problem isn't so much – what do I have to do and all these things? It's I need to figure out what challenge I need and then create a plan to get there. And sometimes we need help. And, and when I got hmm. uh, in my career, got let go, um, I had to look in the mirror and say, okay, where do I want to get back to? And then there wasn't anyone that was going to do it for me. I had to start putting in place and talking to myself, if this is who I am, if this is what I want to do, if I want to get back to coaching and be mm-hmm. a great coach, I had to put a plan in place and give myself challenges and objectives to hit. And so that's really the biggest thing I think that it's hard for us because where do we start? You know, yeah. Then all of a sudden we have 20 more questions that comes from yeah. that. Um, but the biggest thing is create um, some actionable objectives or a challenge and for you entrepreneurs that want to grow your business it's pretty simple you've got your objective long term Mm -hmm. but how do you back it up and create things for you to reach for um and at the end of the day we always want a challenge and being challenged and having something that we're working for gives us direction yeah i mean i think that's important right because it's easy to look at the big picture whether that's you know getting a job if you're looking to to leave college whether that's uh, getting funding getting an exit as an entrepreneur and we know what the long-term objective is like, oh, well, this company who's sort of like us or is our competitor did it in this amount of time. Mm-hmm. We should be able to do that. And, you know, I, I use this in a lot of workshops I do. Uh, it was given to me by um, a group that I thought was really awesome. And it's a quote by Warren Buffett. An idiot with a plan can beat a genius without a plan. And a lot of times we have great ideas. We have these things we want to do. But where the imposter system sets in is that because we live in an influencer lifestyle, an influencer society, we think it's fucking easy. (laughs) And it's not. And no one sees the unglamorous times when we put in work and the 80-hour weeks and the early mornings are the, you know, dealing with customer service, the things that, you know, we don't see. Mm -hmm. And I think in the way we look at that today, a lot of us need to take that step back and look in the mirror. Okay, what is our long-term goal? 
And I don't actually like to use the word like, big goals mm-hmm. uh, because they never, you never stick to them. Right. I like to say I have goal markers and that goal marker gets moved and that goal marker gets put up and I don't put a time limit on it. It's like how I need to get to that goal and I need to do all these things on a daily basis to get to that goal. Whether that's three months, six months, nine months, Mm -hmm. because I put a time limit on it. I'm just going to stress myself out because Ryan hit, you know, 300 pound bench in 30 days. I got to do that in 29. No, Mm -hmm. like that's my own story to get there. And so I like to talk about these goal markers, and then you pick up that goal marker and move it to the next one, mm-hmm. and the next one. And that is where that journey becomes more, one, sustainable, mm-hmm. and two, attainable. You know, when, when, I, when, you, when you're saying that, it makes me think, because I do recruiting presentations for all of our um, incoming freshmen transfers when they come on campus. And you know, one of the things that we always talk about, and I'm a planner, I'm very meticulous, strength and conditioning Getting stronger, faster, uh, being having a better athlete, it takes time, mm-hmm. right? And everybody's body and maturity level is different. There's some guys that can come in as freshmen and pick it up right away, yeah. and others that need two or three years. There's a lot of guys, a couple guys I coach in the NFL that didn't start till they were juniors, and now they're playing on Sundays. One of them is getting ready to play today. Um, and when you look at that and, and what I tell them is it doesn't matter. I'm not going to tell you you can put 30 pounds on your bench press, but what I can tell you mm-hmm. is that through hard work and through knowing who you are becoming and what you want to become, we can get yep. there and that you and I are different and doesn't matter if we're both off into linemen or whatever, you may bench more than me, yep. but I may be better at other things. And so I have to think about the things that I need to continue to get better at and work towards and then do that. There's, you know, my whole job is based on how do we get from the end of the season to the end of next yep. season and be a better team than we were uh, at the beginning. And that's not a straight path. Yep. And like you said, you can't put time timelines on it. Yeah, I think, you know, we have to understand that we all have a different road that leads us to our goal. Mm-hmm. And it's about putting in the consistent work to that goal and that's the only way we can, you know, that I have figured, you know, there's rooms I'm in and I'm like, I'm, yes, I'm supposed to be here in those rooms that I'm in. I'm like, shit, I, how am I, why am I here? Mm-hmm. But when I look in the mirror and I say, look, this is all leading to the next thing. And here's what I've, I came here to accomplish. This is my goal of what I want to accomplish today. This is that marker. And let's go make the most of it. That's how I overcome a lot of that. That's how everyone has their own goals and, and, and ways to do that and, and things that they're going to put into place. And, you know, everyone's talking about imposter syndrome and everyone's talking about mental health and you need to take breaks, whatever that is. For me, it's Friday afternoons. I, I actually block off from two to the end of the afternoon and I'm done. I do an hour of content at two o'clock and then I'm done. And I pick up on Sunday morning and prep for the next week because I need that Friday afternoon to mentally shut down and prepare myself and, and reflect on a long week and prep for next week. And that leads me into... We talk about putting a plan in place. We talk about looking in the mirror and understanding the hard work that needs to go into it. And that comes into this thing of motivation. Hmm. And there's two types of motivation, right? There's internal versus external. And why so many of us fail at our goals is that we are looking for external motivation to make us tick. External motivation only goes so far. You have to internalize that and take that over in order to have any sort of long-term wins and losses and that's and I think the big, the best entrepreneurs in the world knows that really hit is that they internally motivate themselves every day so how do you look at and how do you talk about because obviously you're in the motivation mm-hmm. business right like you are a mindset coach for athletes and a lot of stuff that you do 
is in the weight room, but then there's the whole leadership aspect outside yeah. of the weight room. So when we talk about mindset, internal motivation, internal versus external, how do you view it and how do you talk about it? Like, what's your vision on that? Well, we're talking about imposter syndrome, right? And you, I think you did an episode a while back or we've talked about before, and it kind of ties in with motivation. But one of the things we look in the mirror, what do we look in the mirror for? Our identity. Mm-hmm. And I think what makes you really successful and what's made you so successful in your career from going from Iowa to Italy and back and grinding to, to build this business and do all these great things is you know who you are. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, there's always going to be times when we go through and we question ourselves. Yeah. But at the end of the day, when we look in the mirror, you or me, you look in the mirror and I know I'm coaching that. Yeah. Like, I know that I'm really good at what I do. Uh-huh. No matter what other people may think or what's happened to me, I know I'm really good at do because I care mm-hmm. and I love it and I'm driven. And so when we talk about motivation, external motivation is great. And you have to have a support system around you. And that's a huge piece to motivation. That's why coaches, we have, um, we got 10 position coaches, you got a head coach, you have GAs, you have a bunch of people around in the organization for football to help motivate. Mm-hmm. And we need that support system. But you have to, like you said, internalize and you have to drive yourself Mm -hmm. because that outside motivation will only take you so far and it has to come from within. So I like to ask and what I do with a lot of our players, I sit down and say, who do you want to be? You know, okay, you're a freshman. Who do you want to be when you graduate? What are your goals as a, when you graduate Mm SEMO, what do you want to do? What do you want to be? Because then I can start to dive into, Mm -hmm. okay, what drives this person? Yeah. You know, some kids are stat-oriented, they're driven by their stats. Others yeah. just want to be a great teammate. Yeah. And knowing how to drive them so I can talk to them about them finding that mm-hmm. and recognizing, seeing in themselves what drives them mm-hmm. so they can drive their own car and yeah. we don't have to drive it for them. Because a lot of times, it's easy to sit in the passenger seat and let someone else drive and then give directions. Yeah. You know, you like to do that a lot. Um, <laughs> but I do it too, don't worry. I'm biggest pass but it's harder when you have to sit there and so i think when you talk about intrinsic motivation and and leadership and all these things you got to know you know you got to be able to know what's driving you and that's not always easy and you're going to question it yeah but you always got to come back to that centerpiece of who you are i mean so taking that and kind of breaking it down for those out there listening it really comes down to Finding what drives you and what motivates you, and, and let's take the word motivate out, what drives you, and that is, what do you care about? And we've all heard of this thing called the Golden Circle by Simon Sinek, and while it was great and deals with psychology, I think it's kind of bullshit a little bit because we all talk about trying to find our why out the gate. What we forget to do is we have to start where we are. What brought us to where we are today? What led us to being on the campus at CMO playing football for Southeast Missouri State or what led us to I want to start this business or what led me to being a accountant at McKinsey whatever that is you have to think about that and and understand okay what got me here why did I do it all these things good bad or indifferent then you start where you are and when you start where you are and you think about what you care about and what drives you then you can actually really understand your why mm-hmm and so many times we try to find a why without looking at what drives us, what do we care about. I don't even care what drives us. Let's first think about what we care about. Many times when we're not motivated, it's because we're doing things we don't care about. We're just going through the motions. Mm-hmm. 
and we have to move that needle forward to what do you care about? You can be a nine to fiver and have a job that pays the bills that allows you to do your passions outside of work. That's one camp. I'm in the camp that my work is my passion and it's all tied into one. Whatever side of the fence that you are and you are in all that, you know, side hustles, whatever, you have to have your plan in place of what drives you, what do you care about, mm-hmm. what makes you happy, and what what brings you joy. Right? And when we say joy, joy doesn't always mean just happiness. Joy is <laughs> joy is a lot of things. What makes you feel fulfilled, yep. good and bad, all these different things. So what drives you to those points? So I think that's the big piece that Ryan is bringing out here. And what he talks about a lot is it's easy to be externally motivated. And I hope that this episode will help externally motivate many of you to go and look internally to find that intrinsic. Let this be your external motivation to drive internal motivation and we need that pump up. We need those, whether it's a song, a speech, a person, an event, something. We need that, mm-hmm. like, get those chills. You need to get that blood pumping because that's what wakes up the beast inside. And so we need that to happen. But at the same point, you have to find in life what you care about, what makes you, what brings you joy. I love using this term. I my friend, episode two, um, Episode one, Alana Bulos, Camp Joy. We talked about this. What what does joy mean? Mm-hmm. And I've, I've loved using it. Shout out Alana uh, for, for letting me use that line. So that's where this this really has to go. And, you know, we hope as you head into the new year, you're thinking about putting out new goals, whether starting a new business, getting back into the gym, trying something new, all these personal, professional things that you take that step back. What led me here? Why am I here? My journey is impressive because it's mine. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start where I am. What do I care about? What brings me joy? And then go and define that motivation. And let, let, let this and others be part of that external motivating factor into bringing you to that point, but only you can do it. And you know, that's what we wanted to kind of talk about as we head into the new year, that it's been everything. All of us have had tough years. Uh, the last few years has been probably tougher for, for many in different ways with what's happening, but it also allowed us more opportunity at our fingertips. So as we head into 2022, as we're setting up ourselves for success, take a step back to really reflect on the year behind and what happened, good and the bad, and take a second to write down what brings you joy and go make shit happen in 2022. There's no guarantees in life, so let's go make things happen. Bring that that ideal of I do me. Only I can drive me. Breaking it down, finding that, and running it to New Year strong. Any last words, Ryan? No, appreciate. Just you know, keep fighting, keep pushing it, putting putting your head down, going to work every day, keep driving forward. Don't forget to take a step back and, and make sure you check on your mentals because that's huge. But at the end of the day, you know, it's uh, it's gonna be a great year in 2022 for for everybody. I hope you guys find a lot of joy, success, peace, um, and I really appreciate you guys listening to us talk. And uh, <laughs> I wish you nothing but the best in 2022. Well, we're glad to have you on. It was great to be able to just sit down and chop it up. Uh, for those watching or looking at the YouTube video, we're on our family farm that we. I've grown up on here. I think like my aunt and uncle moved up here about 22 years ago, if I'm not mistaken, something like that. And this is the uh, last year on the farm as they're selling it. So we wanted to kind of do a, a final episode out on the farm where we spend a lot of our time and where we've learned a lot of our lessons mm-hmm. together 
um, and a lot about us in our lives. So thank you for tuning in, Bear Nation. Have a safe, healthy, and happy new year, and we'll see you all in 2022. Stay well. Peace. Bear Nation, once again, thank you for listening to the Bear Necessities of Entrepreneurship. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave us a review. And until next time, take care.